and welcome to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a podcast with me, Brittany Duncan, a millennial homemaker. Join me each week as I share all the things I've learned that make keeping your home, garden, and life running smoothly all while working. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so you get the episodes downloaded straight to you every Monday. Now, on to today's episode. Happy New Year, everybody. I love the start of a new year. Fresh page, fresh energy, fresh possibilities. What can get me down in the new year, though, is being surrounded by last year's crap. Let's be honest, maybe some crap from mm, 2008 and prior. That is why I used my days off between Christmas and New Year's to get down to business with the cleaning challenge I'm going to present to you today. Mm, You know what? Let's scratch that isn't really a cleaning challenge as much as it is a purging challenge. A let go of stuff that isn't serving you challenge. Now, before you go and panic and turn off the episode, hang with me. I promise this isn't as hard as it seems. In fact, once you start doing it, it's a little infectious. Y'all know me, and you know that I am much more of a maximalist versus a minimalist. I like my stuff. I love decor, I love books, I love clothes and accessories, and I'm sentimental to boot. All of these qualities are not bad things, but when left unchecked, you can approach hoarder status pretty quick, and hoarder and homemaker do not belong in the same sentence. So this is a little check-in with your belongings. Not a novel idea, Marie Kondo is famous for asking items if they still bring joy, and it's a good question for number one. But if you're like me, That's not going to retire many items because a lot of my things bring me joy. So question number two that I have used is, have I used it in the last three years? If the answer is no, and it's not a -a one-of-a-kind sentimental item, to the donate bin it goes. Question number three is, and this is where we really start to fight the inner hoarder, (laughs) is this an item I kept because it might be useful one day? You see, I even hesitate to spit that out, like, (laughs) you know. Um, But just like my capsule wardrobe episode about building closets for today and not someday, we are keeping items that serve us today, not one day, okay? So if it might be useful one day, that's not today, let it go. So now that you've got your guidelines, does it bring me joy? Have I used it in the last three years? And was it kept because it might be useful one day? You can start to tackle the project at hand, baby step by baby step. You decide on what that looks like for you. If you feel overwhelmed thinking about starting, I would suggest tackling a drawer or a cabinet a day. The point is to keep forward progress. Eventually, if you go drawer by drawer, closet by closet, in a few weeks, you will have purged unnecessary items from your home because I had some days off I went room by room breaking it up into hour-long sessions so I didn't get burnt out so I'm going to tell you what areas I think you can purge the most from Um, definitely where I purged a lot from but I think in general they tend to be the areas that uh, clutter builds up so first is the kitchen I want you to go through those cabinets, let go of mugs and glasses and thermoses that you have but don't use. Just because Aunt Lucy gave you the mug does not mean that you have to keep it. No offense, Aunt Lucy. Um, If you don't use it, donate it so that someone else will use it. Cooking utensils, same logic. How many spatulas and flippers are you really using? I personally have my favorites, but the rest I don't use, and the only purpose they serve is to block the drawer from opening properly. 
which definitely does not bring me joy, into the donate pile, those unused items go. Food. Let's take that three-year mark and move it to one year. If you haven't used it in a year, get rid of it. Spices lose their flavor. Nuts and flowers and other items go rancid. Chuck them. Read your labels and for the love, your expiration dates. If it has passed, even by only a month, let it go. Listen, I know that's hard. I, my grandmother grew up during the war. That trickled down to my parents. They like to keep things. Uh, my mother-in-law is a refugee. Like I've definitely got the influence to not be wasteful. So caveat, if you refuse to let it go, say it's that can of beans that's only a month expired. I'm with you. I don't think it's really bad. If you refuse to let it go, force yourself to leave it on the counter until you use it. This is a way to make sure that you feel really strongly about keeping it. I'm willing to bet that you are not willing to stare at that expired can of beans or can of cream of mushroom soup for very long. You'll incorporate it into a recipe to get it off of your counter. Tupperware. If it doesn't have a matching lid, time to get it low. Trash or recycle. Don't donate Tupperware that doesn't have a matching lid. If it was a food container, recycle it. Uh, fun fact, that actually isn't that fun. It's kind of gross. Most food containers are not meant to be reused. And I would avoid those that have the recycling number one, three, six, or seven. If you look at it and you see the little recycling triangle, there's also a number in it. And that's what I'm talking about. I've got a link in the show notes that is going to take you to the old Farmer's Almanac plastics identification and recycling chart. And this chart outlines what those numbers stands for. For example, number one is PETE or PET, also known as polyethylene terpophylate, which it states is commonly used for microwavable food trays, salad dressing bottles, soft drink, water, and beer bottles. Its status is hard to clean, absorb flavors, and bacterias avoid reusing. Some of the others I mentioned are carcinogens, they interfere with hormonal development, or contribute to heart disease and obesity. Not worth it. Just go buy some good quality Tupperware, glass if you can, and avoid the toxic leaching from plastics that manufacturers didn't intend for us to reuse. Next area you can do some big time purging in is the office. Paid bills? Shred. Old files? Shred. Anything you can get online? Shred. Stop hoarding paper that you're never going to read. Next up is bathroom and, you know, beauty products, medications. We did some serious purging here. Um, shampoos I didn't like, removed. Hair ties that were stretched out, removed. Nearly empty product bottles, removed. Expired medications, removed. You get the idea. The 10 different natural deodorants I tried before I found one I liked, removed. Stop hanging on to stuff that you don't love. Chances are the things that you actually use and you do love, they fit in a travel bag. Think, if I was going to go on a 10-day trip, what would I bring? That's probably what you need to keep if we're being really frank. But I get it. Sometimes you have like an extra hold hairspray that you use occasionally if you're going out. You know, keep that kind of thing that you actually use. But if it's one you don't like, let it go. You're going to feel so much better with less stuff around you that you never use. Finally, and this is the biggest one for me, the closet. I recorded about capsule wardrobes and simplifying your closet on episode 15, which came out in July of 2023. I've got the link below if you want to listen to that. But five months later, more purging to be done. Here's what I let go of. Anything with a stain. I kept two short sleeve gardening shirts, two long sleeve, and two sweaters. 
Those are the clothes that I'll garden in, paint in, and ruin without heartbreak. Those shirts and my overalls, I've got one pair that's pant length and another that's short length, are the only clothes I kept that were in, quote, bad shape. Everything else that was too small, stretched out, or stained went to donate. Socks that lost their mate? Trash. Bras and underwears that had seen their day? Trash. Ladies, well, ladies and gentlemen, but put this out there. Go buy yourself some new bras and underwear, okay? They are the foundation of your outfit, and I truly believe that there's a confidence that comes with wearing undergarments you feel good in under everything. You deserve to treat yourself to some new stuff, um, but let go of the old stuff. This might be too much information, but I know the temptation to keep period underwear that you don't care about. Nope. Go buy some black panties. Anything old, stretched out, or otherwise trash. You can run it through the filter of, if a stranger looked in my underwear drawer, would this embarrass me? If the answer is yes, time to move on from it. Regarding your clothing, I want you to purge anything you don't wear. Let's say in the past two years. One year if you can do it, but I know that's hard. If you haven't worn it in the last two years, donate. If it isn't your style anymore, donate it. The way you dress is really important. It's an expression of your personality, um, which also means it doesn't have to be a single style, but it should be one of, let's say, three. For example, if I had to sum up my style to three brands, they would be J. Crew, Sundance, and Athleta. I love J. Crew. I love that classic tailored style that often has a preppy edge, but I also love Western clothing, and Sundance is the inspiration for a lot of my outfits that fit into that category. I also live an athletic lifestyle, but I still want to look nice while being active. Thank goodness for the popularity of Athleta Leisure. I tend to purchase my athletic wear from Athleta. I feel the quality is high for the price point, and if you catch a sale, that's where you can really save some money. But go through in your head what you want your style to be and narrow it down to one or two or three genres that can help you pare down your closet. Of course, there are going to be pieces that don't fall into one of those categories. And if you love them, that's totally okay. The goal is not to put you into a box, but help ease the decision of whether or not you want to keep something. Through four days, I went through our entire house, room by room, drawer by drawer, and cleaned them out. Now, to keep this up, once a week I'm going to tackle a section of the house to keep up with it, and every quarter I should have moved through the entire house so there isn't a big clean-out needed at the end of the year. If nothing else, this process allows you to take inventory of what you have and what you might need. If your cough syrup had one serving left, add a bottle to your grocery list so you have it on hand. If you need new bras, make note, and next time you get a sales email, order some. If your inbox is anything like mine, you've received 12 emails in the last month, so maybe just scroll back a week or two. Keep up with what you have, what you don't need, let it go. When you determine you need something, purchase it. In terms of spending, once you go through the house and purge, I expect that you'll be less likely to make those quick purchases for things that you don't really need, which is a good thing. It's a good foot to start on for the new year where many of us are trying to get on track with a new budget and savings goals. All right, that's all for now, everybody. Join me back here on Friday for our first Friday episode. I asked you all on Instagram if you'd be interested in me adding a second episode each week to break down a topic or tip in short format, and you wanted it. So here we go. Friday's episode is going to be talking about raw milk. What's different about it? How do you choose it? What to be careful of? And more. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all back here on Friday. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Untraditionally Traditional. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with those special people who would love it too and write a review. For more tips and photos of my home and garden, follow Untraditionally Traditional Pod on Instagram. Until next week, let's continue to make our homes places of joy and service to ourselves and those we share them with.